Radio Australia. How are you going? How you going? You good? <laughs> I'm so, geez, that was a harsh one. Uh, this is NBA Australia. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of CodeBet. You might see me in the paper. Uh, you can see me on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Ben Dixon and my other good friend Carlos Puza. And, uh, yeah, you can see me in the paper all the way around this big brown land of ours. Except Western Australia. Uh, anyway, I'm here on Larry Yama Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while prepping Strayer a bit. That's what we do here, isn't it? We don't take things too seriously around here either. We'll leave that for the nerds. God, they love serious stuff. Um, fun show. Weird moment for the NBA right now. I feel, do we get to pump the brakes on the Lakers are back? <laughs> as soon as Anthony Davis strings together a couple of good games, oh, he's sick. Yeah, you got a case of the, I don't want to play against Jared Allens. Uh, Trey Young, that story keeps spiraling. We'll get into that. The Warriors' road woes continue. And I uh, got a bit of a punch on, kind of, between Cumbucket and Clarkson. I love how he fronts up. Clarkson's like, fucking come on, I'll give you the one, two, cost to zoo. Righto, uh, we've got all that, all the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got That's Not an iPhone, Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Week. We've got Yeah, Nazi, Unpopular Opinion of the Day. Now, back take house. We were serving up a pair of Flame Girl takes and a Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Nice. And uh, I think that might be it. Going to be a late one, so uh, no skit in the end of today's show. Might just chuck on a cooking with Bainsey for you. How's that? Good, good. Let's get into it. Episode 865 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. <laughs> well, you watch out for the Kenny the Jet Smith attack. If you Shaq the other day, how good was that? Inside the NBA, Kenny Shaq racing for the board. Kenny just puts fucking Shaq into the Christmas tree. <laughs> ah, the big Shaq just turns into the big Christmas. That was amazing. Shaq ate shit. It's pretty incredible. Like, Kenny, it just shows you the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> We obey the laws of thermodynamics in this household. Um, just Kenny, just being able to launch Shaq into the Christmas tree was pretty amazing. I enjoyed that immensely. So, uh, yeah, go check out that video because uh, Shaq couldn't get out. <laughs> Everyone had to sort of come and help him. That was great. I enjoyed that. Uh, tis the season to be merry, isn't it? All right. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. Uh, it's a whip crack. I get it. Uh, rumble time. Because you know what the date is? It's the 8th of December at the moment. That's when I'm recording this. In about a week's time, a lot of the folks who signed contracts in the off season will be eligible to be traded. So expect trade talks to be heating up, and you're already seeing it. Uh, everyone's trying to pry Kyle Kuzma away from the Wizards. If you're Philly, if you're Phoenix, hilariously, it's like, hey, uh, geez, he'd be pretty good, I tell you what, on uh, the Lakers. 
Uh, but there's plenty of teams out there vying for Kyle Kuzma, but at the moment, apparently, uh, the Wizards want to keep him. Oh, they want him to be a cornerstone of our team. So, all right, cool. That's great. How far is that team really going to go, really? I just, I ask you that. Um, but at the same time, like with so many sort of uh, offers floating out there, it's just one of those ones where you go, I don't know, at, what, at some point, this Wizards team just has to sort of go, you know what? Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> so there was a big uh, sort of story about how Kuzma's kind of enjoying the Wiz, and that's fine. Nice one. Uh, what else? Other news. Cam Reddish, he's on the block again. Remember how he got traded from Atlanta? It's like, wow, he's exactly what they need in New York. And then Tibbs is like, I don't know what to do with this fucking dude. And everyone's like, no shit, Tibbs, you don't know what to do with anything. What are you doing, mate? And he's like, oh, to be honest, oh, I don't know. Uh, apparently on the block there for the Knickerbockers, uh, also Emmanuel Quickly, Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, anything not bolted down. Uh, except for probably Jalen Brunson, because he literally just signed. So, uh, Julius Randle, maybe. RJ Barrett, maybe. But everything else, they're kind of like, ah, what do you got? Make us another. Make us another. Hey. Yeah, I love it. So, good job, Knicks. You've really set the course. <laughs> the thing is, the Knicks just feel like they're that one dude away. The problem is, and this is what I hate in NBA discourse is certain, I don't know, big profile talking head types out there. Hey, am I talking head on Foxport? No, I'm not. You can see most of my body. Um, <laughs> but the the types of, oh, well, there you go, get a superstar. Okay, show me the superstar that you're going to go get. Just go and just show me that superstar. It's like, oh, well, they'll just go get the next superstar. They'll get the superstar, and they'll just they'll add the superstar. They've got all these contracts. It's like, all right, is it Brad Beal? Is it Dame Lillard? Is it Zach Levine? And it's like, yeah, the fucking star gets very thin on the ground very quickly. So just keep that in mind when people are throwing around, the, oh, well, they can trade all these guys and go get a start. It's like, all right, cool. Like The Knicks probably missed their chance to go get Anthony Davis about a month ago. <laughs> Oh, poor Knicks. Yeah, I hate to see it. Uh, the Spurs are in sellers mode. Um, obviously, they've got a bunch of their young dudes that they'll want to keep building up that trade value of Calvin Johnson. Definitely not Josh Primo. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Um, but, you know, between Calvin Johnson and Devin Vassell, you have that moment where you look at the Spurs roster and you go, wow, this is plenty bereft of anything. Apart from Teenage Mutant Yucca Purtle, I mean, they're basically just like happily to sell him off for apparently a pair of first-round picks with uh, protections. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, Purtle is being chased after by the Raptors and the Warriors. That'd be nice to see Purtle go home, wouldn't it? It was part of the Kawhi trade. You might remember that. Yeah, that's right. The trade that netted them a title. <laughs> What it do, baby? Uh, obviously, the Warriors be like, oh, well, here's a James Wiseman. We'll take a Purtle off your hands. <laughs> I'll tell you, could really use a Purtle is the Brooklyn Nets. There you go. Thing is, they can't really, they don't have a giant amount to trade themselves. Morons everywhere. Um, basically, you'll see these sort of talks fire up 
more and more and more as we hit that December 15 sort of deadline. It's always fun. It's a good time because, you know, one or two things happen here and there as people sort of uh, kick the tires on some stuff and make something happen. Atlanta, we're looking at you. Um, But Cam Reddish and the Knicks, look, that's funny. It's like they're working towards a trade after the team's failure to find a role. It's like, eh, is it really the team's fault if it's the second team that you've gone to and you can't find a role? Or is it that you're shit and you suck and you're not good as a teammate? I ask you that. Uh, We got a fight today. That was good. Clarkson fronting up against Comeback, and I mentioned that at the top. God, that was fun. It also came in a uh, Warriors blowing another hilarious road uh, game, which will never, ever cease to make me just chortle. <laughs> Some good chortling. Loved it. Uh, I mean, the Warriors blew a four-point lead in, what, seven-something seconds? The three by Beasley, the steal. Was it Olenek getting it up? Beasley picking it up, getting to Fontecchio. God, that was cool. You hate to say it, Warriors. You hate to say it. Right, let's do some uh, game wraps. 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 That's right. The game wraps. Last three days. Because we are, uh, well, we did a show on Monday, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so we then had the Clippers outlast the Hornets thanks to Kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, he had a game winner. It's like, yeah, they, they needed him to get like a crazy putback which was a layup, just sort of catches it under the bucket, gets the rebound, throws it back up, ties up, and then hits the go-ahead late uh, just after that, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, nice little mid-range jump, but Kawhi's back. It's like, that's the Hornets. They stink out loud. Yeesh. Anyway, uh, Bucks took care of the Magic 109-102 because Giannis was a boost, 34-13 for him. The Thunder <laughs> beat the Hawks. So... You might remember Monday's show, Trey Young popped off, uh, set out that Denver game, didn't even you know show up on the bench. They lose. I guess we can sort of uh, go further into that Trey story as well if you want a bit more news on that. It's like he fronted the media and was going, yeah, you know, it's a private conversation that happened. I'm pretty sad that it came out. It's like, yeah, but it was fucking weird that you didn't show up on the sidelines, isn't it? He's like, oh, no, nah, it's just about a conversation that went went public and I don't like that. It's like, but, but Trey, like, like, where the fuck were you, man? He's like, oh, look, the big thing is, like, you'll have to ask, that's about all I'm going to say. You'll have to ask somebody out if, if you want some more info. It's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they got absolutely obliterated by the Knicks today, so watch this space. We'll get a few things about that later. Uh, what else? So the Thunder beat the Hawks in that one because SGA is unreal. 35 in that one for Shea Reddit, Gilgis Alexander. The Celtics just fucking pop the Raptors right under the chin. 116-110. Blake Griffin is great down the stretch. Tatum at 31-12. And, and that Siakam is absolutely tearing it up at the moment. 29-8 and 7-2. Uh, the Sixers lost in double overtime to the Rockets because... Funny? <laughs> It's because the Sixers is shit. Harden comes back, and guess what? They suck again. Like I feel like they just sort of put some good shit together. Harden joins this, you know, team again. The defense just completely falls away, and now he goes four of nineteen in that game, and they lose to the fucking Rockets, his old team. Unbelieve it. One thirty-two, one twenty-three. Hilarious. Uh, the Grizzlies punk the out uh, the heat. This was, uh, look, Tyler Hero's playing great, but Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones came out 
and played out of his fucking skin, bro. Like, Hero had 23, but it took him, what, 20 shots to get there. Jimmy Butler played, he had 18, 6, and 8, but the Grizzlies just fucking killed him. Without any of their dudes, no Triple J, no Jar. This is like the worst fucking loss of the season for the Heat. Until they lost to the Pistons. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, after they lost to the Pistons, yeah, they lost to Pistons, lose to the Grizz. Jeez, rough scenes. Mavericks kicked the shit out of the Suns, which is pretty crazy. Um, just one of those games that sort of comes from nowhere. Mavs absolutely on one and kept it going. Josh Green was awesome uh, in sort of, you know, his little burst, like played his ass off. Team high plus 26, 16, goes 6 to 7 from the floor. And this is the Mavs team that you want to see time and time again, but there's just such a weird inconsistency with them offensively. Jeez, try to say that three times fast. Fucking hell. And they really just put the Suns to the sword. It was awesome to watch. Not if you bet on the Suns. Uh, the Pacers outlasted the Warriors because Andrew Nemhard is Rookie of the Year. <laughs> How is this dude? He beats the Lakers on that buzzer beater, drops 31, 8, and 13, and beats the Warriors almost single-handedly. Unbelievable. You love to see that. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is, uh, you know... Just sort of chilling. He's like, oh, I'll come back next game, bro, after the Warriors. And Andrew Nemhard's like, don't worry, man. I'll get this one. Like Benny Matherin, their top pick, he's out there. He goes 4 or 16. Nemhard, the second rounder, goes, oh, I got it. Fucking bang. He's going to pop up again later. That's a huge win for the Pacers. That was chalked up as a loss. The Warriors at home. What are they doing, mate? That is unbelievable. That was only their second loss at home as well. Anyway, uh, yesterday's games, you had the Cleveland Cleveland. Cavaliers take care of the Lakers. They Lakers. They Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. That's right. (laughs) This was a really fun game. The Lakers, like, fought back into it like 87 different times, and the Cavs just fucking dropped the hammer right at the end. Unbelievable. Anthony Davis has mentioned the top. uh, I'm sick, sir. Sir, I'm sick. Oh, yeah, what, what seems to prob- be the problem, Anthony? Uh, I don't want to play Jared Allen. <laughs> this sucks. So, yes, that's right. Nah, come on. Look, AD just went fucking hammering songs with the Bucks the other day, so he's gotten sick. He has to bounce, and uh, the Lakers just didn't quite have enough to keep up. Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, though. That was a great little game from him. He had 19 in that one. He and Rusty Westbrook just play really well together, but this was the Donnie Mitchell show. He had 43. He was fucking awesome. LeBron couldn't catch um, too much of a break, really, offensively. Just looked a little bit off without his big mucker AD there next to him. Yeah, 21, 17, and 4. But it came on 8 of 17 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3. He just launched a couple of late. He's like, uh, I wonder if I've got this. And it's like, nope, he did not. Uh, the Heat game that I mentioned, they lost to the Pistons by 20. No, no, they really did. I mean, what the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? Well, that was Bojan Bogdanovic just putting you to the motherfucking sword, Miami. And uh, that's why you can't sleep on any team. And the weird part was, so the Heat on a back-to-back, you'd be like, oh, well, they've got the Pistons. I'll be right. Nah. And the Mavs on a back-to-back, they turned around and beat the Nuggets. Absolute chaos in Denver. So out of nowhere, Mavs just rip off two huge wins. Just that 
stretch where they just held on was massive for the Mavericks. Like this could be the sort of moment in a season where it just bumps up uh, your sort of confidence, your offensive sort of nous to a degree where you're like, yeah, we can hang with anybody. We've beaten the Suns. We've beaten the Nugs. We're going to be okay. Uh, and then today, the Magic. I love this game so much. 116-111 beat the Clippers. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Jimmy, Oh, that must mean that Paul George and Kawhi sat out. Nope. They both played. And they lost. Paul George went 3-12. Playoff P is back, baby. Kawhi went 4-13. When you're two super-duper stars uh, combined to go 7-27, of 27, yeah, you're probably going to lose that even too. The Orlando Magic. Because uh, when they've got one of the biggest superstars in the NBA, that's right, Bol Bol, uh, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals and 2 blocks. I fucking love him. And he's awesome. Paolo Benkero was pretty good too. 23. Uh, 20 and 13 for Mo Wagner. Franz Wagner had 15 and 6. I fucking love this Magic team. I keep banging on about it. They're fun to watch. Shut up. But Jimmy, they're 6 and 20, and didn't they just lose 9 straight? Yes, but they're fun. Shush. 122, 116, the Nets uh, took care of the Hornets. Uh, just kept in mom's length all game. Kyrie and KD just held the fort. Looked great. KD was like imperious in this one. He just was everywhere doing everything. And it was like the worst sort of possible vibe you could get where in the second half, like Charlotte sort of just fought back a little bit into it. They were still down like, I don't know, 17 for a bunch of it. They fought back enough. And like Ubre and Rogier, they're kind of scary sometimes when they just get rolling. The problem is there's just so little else. Jalen McDaniels, PJ Washington, just they're not that good though. PJ goes another, what, 5 of 13 for his 12 points. Brutal. The Hornets would have had a chance if their team wasn't shit. <laughs> their Knicks absolutely shit-pumped the Hawks, 113.89. Julius Randle's like, yeah, man, this is my house. Fuck you, Trey Young. And all the other Hawks were like, yeah, fuck you, Trey Young. And Nate McMillan's up the back going, yeah, fuck you, Trey Young. <laughs> Amazing. They got fucking pants. They're going to pop up again later. Uh, Raptors beat the Lakers. Lakers didn't play anybody. Um, no AD, no LeBron. Uh, obviously on a back-to-back, traveling into Canada. They started Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, Austin Reeves. Gross. There's only one Toscano Anderson. Uh, Rusty played a full complement of 28 minutes. He had five turnovers. He was a minus 18. Thanks for coming, Russ. Can hand you the keys. Okay, guys. <laughs> Runs into the wall. Uh, 115-111. The Bulls beat the Wiz. The Extreme Zinger meal was uh, not supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. Uh, not quite, but, you know, Vooch was very good. 25-11. and 11. Good win for the Bulls. They needed it too. DeRozan just crushing it. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Thunder 123-102. Jar came back, triple dubbed. Off you go. SGA 26-7. and uh, Bucks outlasted the Fade the Loser Kings, who had won three on the trot. Suvlaki King had 23-12-7. Giannis went, that's neat. How about a 35-6-7? Everyone's like, fuck, that guy's good. Uh, the Wolves ran over the top of the paces thanks to Anthony Edwards playing out of his fucking skin. God, he's been on a tear. He's going to pop up again later, but... Halliburton came back, shot 9 of 14. He had 26 points, 15 assists. You're laughing. 26 for Buddy Heald. Gets his shot blocked late. Um, Ant-Man, 26 points, 6 steals, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. 
unbelievable scenes. Rudy Gobert, Zestafetawir with the 21 rebounds, uh, 16 points. And D'Lo had his you know monthly good D'Lo game with 28 points, four assists, zero rebounds. Thanks for helping out there, uh, D'Angelo. Uh, the Pelicans took care of the Pistons, 104-98. A lot of Zion on that one, 29-10 for him. This Pistons team is scrappy. They're not good, but they are scrappy. So we'll give them that enough, I think. Like if Bojan had a hit a fucking shot in this game, they might win it, but he went one of eight. Anyway, and uh, as mentioned, the Yaz outlast the Warriors, 124-123, despite being up four with seven seconds left. Great steal, great composure, outlast pool and he's 36. And then, of course, the big one from today, the Celtics shit-pumped the Suns. Like, I mentioned that, so these were the two big, like, uh, what, feature games today on ESPN as well. And two absolute shit bumpings. Hawks, Knicks. Knicks just shit all over the Hawks. And then the Celtics went, well, that was kind of cool. Let's do the exact same thing to the Suns and really just choke the absolute living shit out of them. And they never had a chance. This was just egregious at times. You're like, ah, oh, stop. He's already dead. And this is the, the Suns. Top two teams in the NBA, East and West. Celtics fucking killed them. 125-98. Brown and Tatum outscored them through three quarters. It was nuts. You love to see it. The Suns got Chris Paul back and still had zero fucking clue what they were doing. Michael Bridges couldn't hit a shot. He went 2 of 12. Spot alert. Akogi was their top scorer with 28 points. Josh Akogi, the forgotten man. The rooster, he broke my heart. Missed his uh, three against, uh, was it the Luke Cornett challenge? Cornetto? Luke Cornett, the big Cornetto, he jumps up. He's not guarding you. He's like fucking 12 feet away. But he's like, look at me, I'm jumping. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's tall. Can I really shoot it over him? It's like, well, yes. The simple trajectory of the basketball means that Cornett can't slap that out of the air. What are you doing? But it gets in people's heads. Uh Hilarious game. Grant Williams crushed it 14 and 6, didn't miss a shot, gave him the old two smalls. Wow. This was a dismantling by the Celtics. We'll talk about it again later. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, let's do an NBA Australia proof performance of the night. Shall we? Joss Vishal. That's not a knife. That's a knife. I'll tell you what. Nemhard, just want to give him a bit more shine. 31, 13, and 8. That was legit. He was so good in that game. 13 and 21 from the floor, 5 of 7 from 3. He is awesome. Andy bloody Nemhard. Uh, Boyan, in that win over the Heat, he was awesome. 31. Just smashed him. Do you reckon that's a bit of a, uh, hey, trade for me game? You better believe it was. Jar against the Thunder. I mentioned that. 26, 13, 11. Came back, kicked some ass, took some names. Fucking love me some jar. Shea Redder, good to say, Alexander. 35-6-5 in that game against the Hawks. God, he's good. Uh, three players, though, that in the last couple of days, you're just like, whoa. Yeah, that'll do. Jesus. Donnie Mitchell against the Lakers. That was a fucking just put your nuts on the uh, chopping block and go, there you go, what do you reckon? And the Lakers couldn't chop him off. This is Donnie Mitchell going, hey, LeBron James, remember all the shit that you did here? Yeah, on your fucking bike, pal. This is my house now. It was such a great statement. I loved it. Donnie Mitchell told LeBron to go the fuck home. 
Seriously, that's what he did. He hit the show. He's like, get the fuck out of here. It's my house. Fuck off, LeBron. Donnie Mitchell, you little ripper. Played his ass off. 43 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals. Goes 17 of 27 from the floor, four of eight from three. Look, it's probably a bit of a different uh, situation if Anthony Davis, a.k.a. a pterodactyl that someone taught how to play basketball, uh, was out there. But it wasn't because Anthony Davis, guess what? Sometimes just doesn't decide to play basketball because oh, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm sick. I get it. Being sick sucks. And uh, Donnie Mitchell probably doesn't maybe go for 43 if AD plays that full game fully healthy. But Donnie Mitchell still did that. LeBron was still out there. What a statement. Uh, Giannis against the Kings today, 35-6-7. He shot 12-19. That's his eighth straight 30-plus point game. What a fucking menace he has been. Just slowly sliding under the radar, kicking ass, taking names. They get Chris Middleton back. Like the shine's all going to be on Boston because they're 21 and 5, which is obviously ridiculous. And of course, like Brown and Tatum were fucking incredible again today. The way that they just took control of that game against the Suns was just. If you're looking at that and you're every other team, what do you like? What do you do? Like, this is a Suns team who have got, like, at least a defensive core where you've got Chris Paul, Booker, Michael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, running out Torrey Craig there. Just imagine if Jay Crowder wasn't a fucking sook. You know, that that might be a bit of a, bit of a help. But Brown and Tatum just went, yeah, it's a nice, nice, uh, nice arena you've got here in Phoenix. It'd be a real shame if someone just shit all over it. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, oh, that's just top-notch quality podcasting. <laughs> Uh, enjoyed that, but really, Luca, what a couple of games. The Mavs just scuffling along. They were 11-11. Back-to-back wins on back-to-back days against the Suns and then the Nugs, uh, two top four teams. And Skadoosh, Luca throws in 33-6-8 against the Suns and then drops in a lazy 22-10-12 triple-dub against Denver on the road, on a back-to-back. Huge win, huge performance. You love to see it. That's a bloody knife. Who's spud of the night, though, Jim? Oh, jeez. Spud, 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 who just insist, oh, no, but it's still real. Like, Steph came out and said, yeah, I hit, like, two of them. Just. (laughs) I love that people want to believe. Color me a cynic. But as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that is literally, you can see how it's fake. Oh, gee, the camera doesn't, it sort of, it pans away each time you go back and forth. Oh, there's no way that they could possibly fake that. What are you going on about? Lunatics. Um. Love Steph, though. 3 of 17, rough one. Harden drops 4 of 19. Ugh, I mentioned that earlier. Gross game. 3 of 14 for Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet's. Ah! He's going to get good again, right? <laughs> Raptors fans, right? Look, I love Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet. You know that. He's like the one thing. It's like if we can get him up to speed, we're fucking flying. 
between Scoob, between OG, between Pascal Sikkim-Siakam. But he has like these half-decent games every so often. You're like, yep, that's the old Fred Van Vliet. He, Van Vliet, he's back. Oh, and then it's a three for 14. Anyway, Jam and Jamal Murray, two of 11 against the Mavs. He might have cost him that game. Missed a couple of shots. Missed a couple of looks. What are you going to do? Get that on the big jobs coming back from a knee injury. Middleton, he came back, went one of 11. Tough scene. Like, you can't really give him a spot of the night. Bloke's barely played. I was from downtown. Big Buddha Carl Larry went one of six against Detroit. Why did they lose that game? Oh, because no one could hit a shot. Draymond went one of eight against Indy. Enjoyed that. Uh, bad day if you were a bogey. You had Bojan Bogdanovic. For, that's the Detroit one. Go one of eight. And then you had Bogdan Bogdanovic go three of 16 against the Knickerbockers of New York City today. He went 0 of 10 from downtown. I love it when anybody gets above 0 for about Five. And you're like, nah, the next one's definitely got to go in. Fuck. Oh, well, th- this one's got... Oh, shit. What am I? I was... Uh, fuck it, I'll shoot again. Oh, God. Well, I'm over eight now. Like, how bad can it be? Oh, fuck. Over 10, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, basically, all of Atlanta are spuds of the night for today because they were shit house. What a horrible, horrible team they look like sometimes. Like, I would argue when there's a team, like, in terms of teams that are not on, it's like Brooklyn and Atlanta might, maybe Washington look the worst out of the teams. When you look at them and they uh, just don't have it that night, you're like, A, I can tell straight away. B, this hurts my fucking eyeballs. Like Dallas, their defense keeps them in games. They just have ways of shitting down their leg, you know. I'd argue they're right there, though. The Wolves are another team where, like, their worst is just like, oh, I just spewed a little in my mouth kind of vibes. But since Carl Anthony Towns has gone out, they've just gone, hey, Anthony Edwards, just do your thing. And he's like, okay. And they look fucking awesome again. So I don't know. Clippers maybe, but yeah. Atlanta, when they're not playing well, Brooklyn when they're not playing well. Washington, maybe Dallas. Oh, there's some rough ones in there though, isn't there? But I'll tell you what, it's testament to how good this NBA is at the moment that a lot of these teams don't do that. And there's so many good teams to watch right now. Uh, but really, that Atlanta team today, you had AJ Griffin, the Rook, go 3-13. You had Trey go 9-20. DeJounte goes out. Uh, you had, what, 316 for Bogdan. You had Aaron Holiday go 2 of 7. Jarrett Colvert's 1 of 5. They shot 37% as a team and 16% from 3. That's right. 16 of, uh, 6 of 36. That is just fucking, that's a train wreck. That's crimes against basketball. Uh, a couple of good ones. We had Ice Cold Anthony go 0 of 9. You can almost say that Ice Cold Anthony was. Ice cold. Uh, Malcal Fultz went 0 of 4 today as well. So uh, Ice Cold went 0 of 4 in the Bucks game for the Magic Men, which they kept pretty close. If he had hit a shot, they might have had a chance. But instead, 0 for. Thanks for coming, Ice Cold. 21 minutes off the bench, 0 for 9. Tough scenes, tough scenes. Uh, I mentioned, you know, the couple of other ones throughout the course of this uh, one. But my favorite two, of course, what are they going to be? It's going to be CJ McCollum 
and the Rook Jalen Williams, because what did they shoot? Love it. Oh, you can you gonna ever make make out in a dark hallway? I don't know, did you? CJ McCollum and Jayla Williams shot three eleven. Who's old mate no mates? Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Uh Trey Young. The te- most telling aspect of this story, the fact that it came out, means that A Someone in Atlanta is just like, we're going to put the heat on Trey because he's acting like a fuckwit and we're sick of him. Ah, so we'll leak this to the press. And then we'll throw him to the press so he has to answer questions about it. <laughs> Every other team would protect their star in shit like this. How many times did Kyrie have to front the uh, media after his dumb fuckery blew up? You know, Trey, right up there, barely prepared and barely paid attention, obviously. And got fucking steamrolled. Uh, also, my favourite aspect of this and why he's definitely all mate, no mates, is uh, you can count all of the uh, teammates who came out in support of Trey Young uh, on a closed fist because there were none. <laughs> Tough fucking scene. You kind of understand it as well. Like, he seems like ju- just a fucking annoying little shit. Like, when he's up and about, awesome. But he's got a little bit of the delos to him where it's like, yeah, I reckon he's a great hang, but a fucking, like, 100% of a capricious kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll turn on you on a dime. That kind of vibe. Trey's got a little bit too much of that about him. A uh, little bit too mercurial for my liking. 19-4-6 and six today, four turnovers, a team where it's minus 26. And you know that all the Hawks were like, ah, yeah, gee, you hate to see that. Oh, it's a tough loss today. Pull your fucking head in. <laughs> uh, the opposite of that, we don't tend to do the old uh, prop up your teammate bit here, but the old mate, nah, he's actually my mate, was Rudy Gobert. He came out and said, look, Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man over here, he's one of the best on-ball defenders I've ever seen when he takes it to heart. And Anthony Edwards heard that and went, oh, fucking thanks, man. He's had 27 steals in eight games. That's his third straight game today with five plus. Absolute fucking chaos. How good is that? It's the exact opposite of Trey Young. You have somebody blow up your fucking tires and you go, hang on. Oh, man. So Rudy reckons I'm good. This fucking giant French bloke, the bloke who's won three defensive player of the years. Fuck, maybe I am good at this. I better pay attention. Rips off a million steals. I love it. Uh, and obviously, old mate, no mates, uh, Cam Reddish and the Knicks. <laughs> Jesus. How many more places is that guy going to go and just, God, oh, gee, it's really tough that I can't figure out where to how to fit on on this team. The problem is you. <laughs> the problem is you. <laughs> Seriously, dude, the problem is you. Oh, jeez, it's it's just weird. I keep going, I keep playing these teams, it's just nothing's working. It's like, yeah, it might be you. Uh, Pants of the night, Jalen Brown and Tatum. What they did to the Suns was just quite literally the pantsing. It was an absolute pantsing. They pants them in their own house. Uh, 
Brown and Tatum outscored the entire Sun starting five by themselves through the three quarters, 50 to 44. Um, it was amazing. Absolutely incredible what they were doing. Grant Williams gave Booker the too little. Like, when you're getting punked by Grant Williams and there's nothing you can do about it, yeah, you got pantsed. Uh, there was also a great panting where Alex Caruso put on a Caruso show and nutmegged our man Danny Avdijar, uh as a beautiful bounce pass to Patch Williams for a dunk, which was fucking nice. But that's such a pantsing. Like, you're on a bit of a fast break. Caruso just goes, oh, he's got his legs a bit wide there. Hey, Denny, tighten up your step. Aha, pass with three legs, sucked in, dickhead. Absolute panting. Uh, but what the Suns did, uh, well, what the Suns copped at the hands of the Celtics is one of the most almighty pantsings you'll see. This is the number one team in the West at home getting their leader, Chris Paul, back. And the Celtics went just fucking, hey, look over there. Vroom. They had their other mates stand behind him, pushed him backwards. The dicks has gone fucking everywhere. They've also shit their pants. Uh, they've had to call their mum. Uh, they're in the nurse. <laughs> like it's all just gone tits up. And somebody got on a video. That's how much of a pantsing that was. Jeez. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Andrew Nemhard. But uh, we've already gave him, you know, already gave him a bit of a, a bit of a gas up at the top. I got to go back to the well. Bowl, bowl. He is fucking for real. I love him. Twenty points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Fuck Wimbenyama when you've already got bowl, bowl. What do you need him for? What do you need to tank for? You've already got bowl, bowl. Tank for Scoot Henderson. Get the big three going. Paolo Banquero, Scoot Henderson, and bowl, bowl. You little ripper. Fuck, he's good. He's so much fun. Absolutely the most fun. Uh, Dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the week. Yeah, it's it's Trey Young. Seriously, this is the absolute dickhead vibes, right? Like This is uh, shit bloke, bad teammate vibes where, oh, I just had a bit of a, had a bit of a run in with my coach. And people are like, yeah, you know, you have words with your coach. Your coach takes a hard line. You know, it's a bit shit. What are you going to do? You decide to sit out the game. Yeah. You still go to the fucking game, though. You don't act like a giant fucking baby. Like the three-month-old squid dose back over there, A, that baby's chill as fuck and he's awesome. Uh, but two, like he hasn't cracked it as much as fucking Trey Young has in the last three days. Like what is going on? What a fucking suit. Not only does Trey Young look like a baby, he's fucking acting like one. And what do you think comes of that? Like your teammates, what do you think they think of this? They, do you reckon they say, oh, nah, he's still fucking cool. Look at him. They'd be like, this guy fucking sucks. What a knob. But I also appreciate Atlanta sort of just throwing him under the bus a bit, just going, no, no, that's cool. You go talk to the uh, go talk to the press. And the press are like, what's that? <laughs> oh, it's blood. Let's get him. Brutal. But you hate to see it. But seriously, like, if you're not there to back up your teammates, oh, my shoulder's hurt. Yeah, cool. Most of the other players with, like, fucking injuries are there on the, uh, on the sidelines supporting their teammates. Trey Young, pull your fucking head in. All right. Yeah, Nas. Right after this. 
This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some here, Nas. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Go check it out, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just uh, click on the links of the socials. Go on, get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, support your favorite Australian NBA show named NBA Australia. Let's <laughs> do some here, Nas. Number one, hey, uh, Jimmy, is Trey the problem? Yeah, nah. Oh, ready? Oh, dude. No, look, very clearly Trey's the problem here. Like, Nate McMillan's like, Motherfucker, just, if you're going to be a giant fucking baby, you'll get treated like a baby. You know? Appreciate that. Is this more of like an indicative thing, though, of like superstar treatment? And do you think this might be where we see a bit of a pushback? Yeah, nah. Oh, maybe. A little bit, yeah. Because at some point, like, even your teammates have to go, Trey, could you just try to fight through one fucking screen on defense? And, like, this has been thrown like show, thrown into stark relief, hasn't it? In Atlanta, right? Because you've got DeJunte Murray fighting, scrapping, doing everything he can on D, playing his ass off, and just giving, like, that 110% where Trey's just like, hey, man, my job is to score. It's like, no, you're a basketball player. Shut up, play a lick of fucking defense, and then maybe you can crack the sides with the fucking coach. You know? And this is the moment where the teammates just go, oh, well, that's what a point guard who plays defense looks like, Dejunze Murray. And that's Trey Young. I think we kind of like this guy more, <laughs> you know? And I think this is the kind of thing where if you want the accolades, but you don't want the accountability, you're done fucked up, pal. You can't have the accolades without the accountability. It's not how it works. I mean, oh, yeah, nah, but I made an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, because the fucking Sixers imploded. <laughs> and Ben Simmons was afraid to dunk a ball. Anyway, uh, the Pelicans. I love them. I love them dearly. My favorite thing is their malleability. They're, I think I said on Fox Sports Lab today, uh, they've got big and small wings and big and small bigs and big and small guards. It's the exact malleability you need. My favorite thing is like this is the uh, they're the first seed at the moment. Are they actually like a legit? This is their first time I think as a one seed since two thousand eight, which is absolutely fucking amazing. Um, but ostensibly, they're a top three defense, which is chaos when you sort of think about it. You're like, yep. I mean, you look at that team. And most of all, you go, cool, healthy Zion, who's actually playing a little defense. Oh, shit, now you're in trouble. You know, that kind of vibe. Because offensively, I think they're top six in offensive efficiency. They're top three in defensive efficiency. That is the fucking true hallmark of a contender. The Pelicans are legit, legit. And this is a team that hasn't had like their best five players out on the court for like, I think they've had 
all five of their dudes healthy at once for like a third of the games that have been played so far. So they are going to be a problem, and they're awesome. And I fucking just love that Dyson Daniels is there filling in the gaps, doing what it needs to do, and he's doing great. Awesome. Uh, are the heat cooked? Yeah, no. I'll tell you what. It's been a, it's been one week since you won a game because you're the Miami Heat. Um, they are not great. The thing is, the Heat don't tend to panic, but losing that Grizzlies game just screams at me like, oh, yeah. Our other guys just aren't good. <laughs> we just don't. Like, you would have thought that their advantage was the, the depth of having dudes like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, uh, Duncan Robinson, who's getting paid a horrifyingly large amount of, amount of money and forgot how to shoot. I mean, all this sort of weird stuff. And then they lose to the Pistons by 20. Like, you feel like, oh, cool, we turned a corner, we beat the Celtics. Yeah, in overtime, great job, you did it. Butler comes back, cool. It just feels like there's a lot of papering over cracks for me. You know? There's only so far institutional knowledge might get you until Big Booty Kyle Larry has just that moment of like, oh yeah, I'm still really fucking old. You're like, yeah, you are, Kyle. And Jimmy Butler just sort of always gets, you know, just dinged up here and there. He's always carrying something. Anyway. I think they're just a bit too cooked. Uh, the Warriors' away record is a problem. Yeah, nah. Uh, to a degree. The Warriors' problems are more sort of... Their young dudes aren't good enough. <laughs> Yet. I think they can fight their way through this shit, and I think they'll be right. I'm not going to stress about it until February, I think, the Warriors... It is funny, though. Uh, the Celtics beatdown was a giant fuck you to the Suns. Yeah, nah, yeah. They're like 21 of 5. Of their five losses, three of those have come in overtime as well, just a heads up. Like, they could be legit a 60-win team, and they could have it sewn up pretty fucking early, like a top two seed. Thing is, the Bucks are so good, they're going to get pushed all the way, so... It sets us up for an amazing season. I fucking love that because this is like one of the best sort of setups for an NBA season I can remember, right? You've got a couple of absolute like elite teams that in the East where you've got Boston and Milwaukee and then literally everybody else. It's kind of like throw them into a barrel, turn it around, see who comes out. Cleveland, that's right. You know it. Cleveland. Cleveland. Brooklyn, Atlanta, the Raps, Philly. Miami, I mean, do you want to throw Indy in there? Like the Pelicans, the Suns, the Grizz, the Nugs, the Kings, the Mavs, the Yaz, the Blazers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Wolves. Like, I think there was a stat how so far this season, there are more teams within three games of 500 than there have ever been this far into a uh, NBA season in like 50 fucking years or something. So hook that shit to my veins. Uh, Dan Drosh sent in one the other day. Yeah, nah, Josh Green is the next best Aussie in the NBA this season behind Giddy. 16 points and 6-7 shooting. Defensive menace, team high plus 26. Yeah, nah. Uh, he has started to push that 
next best behind Giddy, but it's still Simo on sheer, I guess, uh, physical talents and the way Simo sort of turned a bit of a corner before he uh, pinged, what was it, his calf. He should be back, actually, at the end of this week, so keep an eye out for that. But Greeny, if he gets a little bit more of that consistency, he is right there. And the way he plays defense, if his shooting stays as good as it's been, like, what a triumvirate, though. Like, between Gids, Simo, Greeny, Dyson Daniels. I mean, give me the rooster. We'll have Jingles back. It's all fucking on. Uh, but Greeny is going to give Simo a bit of a run for his money. I just want to see more consistency of that, you know, push into the teens, keep fucking getting all the minutes, crush your threes. But yeah, God, he's good. Fuck, he's funny. He plays basketball the right way too. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I don't know if it's unpopular, but uh, the Clippers... I just don't care, like, until the third or fourth week of January. Like, if they're still a bit shit and a bit fucky, then I'll care. But at the moment, like, let Paul George and Kawhi get back into game shape, back into some rhythm, and just watch, like, in February, if they get through January uninterrupted, Watch them go through like the second half of February after the All Star break and through March and like go like I don't know twelve and four or something in a big crazy run. So yeah, I'm not going to stress about them. And because I, like I think they're deep enough that they won't fall too far off, you know, the pack. So I think they'll be right. Nice one. All right, what about Outback Tokos? It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh yeah. Spit koala. That's right. We just fucking got the koala down from the tree, chucked him on a spit. Boom. It's bloody tasty. You should see it. Just all spit it up there. You just got to skin him first, chuck him on there. The best part, the bloody ears. That's right. Koala ears from the spit. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is Bol Bol is the most improved player. And if you think otherwise, you're a fucking stooge. And the other one is Trey Young was unprepared and thrown to the wolves by the Hawks media team on purpose to teach him a fucking lesson and tell him to pull his fucking head in. Only at Outback. I basically half believe that. And Bol Bol is MIP. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Australian player watch. Right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. Uh, Simo, as mentioned, uh, should be back hopefully at the end of this week. Uh, so keep an eye out for him. Uh, the Nets' next game is against the Hawks. So, uh, you know, another chance of redemption for Simo. <laughs> Uh, love to see that. Uh, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills still hasn't gotten back out there since the end of November as Jacques Vaughn has just like leaned into those uh, anti-Australian biases of pop. Uh, rock em, sock em, jock em, block em, land out the rooster! 
There we go. Nailed it. Going to lose my voice. Uh, six minutes against Dallas in that loss to Greeny. Uh, zero points. Four rebounds. Went 0-1 from the floor in his uh, six minutes. And then today against Boston, shot one of four from the floor, 0 of one from downtown. Uh, I mentioned that he hit his first three for a month, basically, uh, against the Spurs on Monday, which is fun as hell, when he had that 12-4. and four. And then today, just didn't quite have the shot flowing. So two points, two assists, three rebounds. Uh, missed that three, which sort of sucked, as I mentioned. <laughs> the, taking the Cornetto challenge. Yeah, tough one. Uh, but Jock's fine. Uh, Dyson Daniels. The Pelicans. God, he's good. Ripped off a uh, in that win over Detroit today. He had six points, two steals, three rebounds, and an assist in 25 minutes. Went two of five from the floor. Missed both his threes. Uh, he's gone 0 of five over his last three games from downtown, but he's fine. God, the two steals, just using his size, using his speed, just causing fucking havoc, and he's exactly what the Pelicans need. Uh, who else? We've got the Gidmeister. Of course, we've got the Gidmeister. Giddy up. Uh, 10, 10, and 4 with a steal against the Grizzlies today. Bit of a tough one shooting-wise. He went 4 of 13 in that loss. 2 of 3 from downtown, though. That's his third straight game with multiple three-point makes. And it's one of those things where you look at his three-point stroke and you see the improvement. And he has, like, that's, as I said, so he's hit seven threes. He's gone 7 of 14 over his last three games. It's fucking awesome. Uh, That came after a stretch of four games where he didn't hit a three. But it just shows you just his sheer happiness to take it and make it. That makes a big fucking difference. Uh, He had 17-5-4 as well with a block and a steal against Atlanta in that big win the other day. 5-12 from the floor, 2-4 from three. He was awesome in that one, 17-5-4. They just kicked the shit out of the Hawks down the stretch. And Gids was a big part of it. Fuck, he's good. And uh, we had Jack White. Just out there for the nugs. You love to see that. Uh, he played on that Monday game. I mentioned that on Monday show. Yeah, he's uh, first NBA points. Just wanted to give that some shine again. Because Jack White. Bum, 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 bum. You know it. He's out there making upholstery. That's a Jack White joke. Uh, Delhi got out there against his old team. That's right. The Bucks in that loss today. Uh, put up the one trillion. One minute, zero, 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 across the floor. Uh, that's his ninth appearance for the season, but fuck it. Delhi is just keeping this Kings team rolling. Just showing him what it takes to win. It was nice for him to get out there against the Bucks too. Uh, Greeny, look, he backed up his awesome game against the Suns, as mentioned. 16 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals. Shot six or seven from the floor, one or two from downtown. Rough one in that Denver win, though. Two points, two rebounds. He was in foul trouble uh, in his 17 minutes. Went one of five and 0 of two from downtown. That's the consistency I'm talking about. Like, you got to back that up on the uh, back-to-backs if you want to really sort of stamp yourself in the consciousness of the NBA. But still, he's fucking good. And uh, Aussie Matty T getting some more run out there in that double overtime loss to Houston. He had seven minutes. He had one rebound, and that was it. Tough saying. Tough saying. All right. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Clap it up. There you go. Got to give him a clap. Uh, Giannis. 
Seriously, he's got more points than minutes played in his last eight games. 35 points in 33, 34 in 33, 40 in 35, 37 in 36, 37... Yeah, 30, yeah, 37 points in 36.37 minutes. Love it. 30 points in 29 minutes. 38 points in 31 minutes. 36 points in 34 minutes. 37 in 35. That's fucking good. <laughs> Seriously, eight games. He's gone over 30. And he's got more points than minutes played. Jeez. It's Andrew Gaze-esque, isn't it? Love to see it. Uh... What about a Patty Mills game day ball game day Twitter check-in? Oh, yeah. Gimme, 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 gimme that Patty Mills Twitter check-in. Where is my Patty Mills? Uh, it's Patty Mills. Patty, 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 Patty Mills. Oh, man. I love it. He's just out there spruiking his uh, non-profit organization still on his uh, Insta. How about we check out what Big Cock Jock has been up to? Because I reckon Jock Landale has been causing some havoc. There you go, the old stomping grounds one. What's he got on his uh, story? Oh, there you go, beauty. Christmas came early. You're welcome. Michael Bridges got left some. Nobody wanted what none this week, Jock Landale. So Jock Landale's left a couple of uh, Vegemite jars out for Michael Bridges. I love that. That's his constant trolling of Michael Bridges. Great job, big cock jock. The rooster causing havoc. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, inadvertent bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the actual sort of throat and the uh, talking going? Yeah, she's wearing out, but I'm not boozing tonight, so <laughs> that might help a little bit. Anyway, um, so over the last three days, we had a rough one against the spread picking the games on... Tuesday, uh, but overall over the last three days, so including the spread picks and then the head-to-heads, we went thirteen to twenty-six, uh, thirteen to twenty-two, uh, leaving us at two hundred and twenty-three of three hundred and fifty-seven picks so far this season. Yeah, against the spread on Tuesday, we went three of eight, but then uh, two of three on Wednesday, and we went eight of eleven today. Shit, that's good. Oh, and two or three on Wednesday, just a heads up. I think I, yeah, if you read my column on Code Bet, we changed them to Detroit and Dallas, so. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, it's it's on record. Uh, Friday's games. We've got some absolute fucking belting games on this weekend, so let's set them up properly, shall we? So Friday, we have the Clippers at Miami. Now, this is a huge game. You've got Paul George and Kawhi probably not playing, right? In injury management, likely. Probably not going to play a back-to-back. This is the Heat's best chance just to get a fucking win out of nowhere, right? They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. They have to win this. I kind of like the Clippers, though. I can't go past the Clips plus four-and-a-half, uh, if only because I think the Heat even are just sort of not covering even against teams on a back-to-back, even after a win. So uh, I'm going to take the Clips plus four-and-a-half. Miami, if they win this, they eke it out. Houston, two-and-a-half-point favorites in San Antonio. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Houston are good. San Antonio have lost 11 straight. I mean, it does feel like a bit of a trap game, and San Antonio going, ha-ha, fuck you. Uh, but Houston will be like, nah, actually, we don't know any better. We're going to win. 
Uh, Denver-Portland, this is great. It's always a great game because you've got Nikola Jokic, hello, going up against Bosnia Bear, yes, Yusuf Nurkic. Portland are half-point underdogs at home against Denver. Dame Lillard's back. Anthony Simons, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant. You know he's going to show out against his old team. Portland in a heartbeat. Thank you. Half point. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Look, Denver, without Michael Porter Jr., just lack that extra wing scorer. And uh, Jam and Jamal Murray will have flashes, but he's still coming back from a knee injury. Dame, look, he might not give you just a clear, huge, massive game in this one, but Portland should have enough. Saturday, though, this is where the fireworks are this weekend. The Knickerbockers play in Charlotte. I'm going to get the Knicks in that one. Washington go to Indy. Now, as good of Indy as good as Indy have been, I'm really tempted to go Washington here. Kuzma against Indy, but uh, I got to land with the paces. Halliburton's back. Indy just a deeper and kind of better. It's crazy. Orlando they host Toronto. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Orlando win that one. That's right. I'm going the Orlando head to head. Just something. Look, they've turned. They got the win. Against the Clips, they, t- they finally <laughs> expel the nine-game losing streak they are on. And I kind of feel like they match up pretty well against Toronto. There's lots of ranginess, lots of bigs. Let's go with Magic over the Raps at home. Brooklyn, they host Atlanta. This is a fucking great one as well. You know, a couple of days in New York for Trey Young. Do you think that's going to go well? How much time have you spent down at One Oak, Trey? Probably too much. Kyrie, KD, against this Hawks team that is just all over the shop at the moment. Brooklyn are going to win that. It's going to be a fucking belter, though. Cleveland host my beloved Sacramento Kings. Fire the laser! The Cavs will win that, but this is great, isn't it? Darren Fox against Donnie Mitchell. The Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis against Go the Fro, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. The Cavs probably just got too much firepower and too many sort of swallow-you-up bigs for the Suvlaki King to sort of completely negotiate. So I think the Cavs, they're a bad matchup for the Kings, but that game should be really fun to watch anyway. Lakers-Philly, hello. Hello. That's right. Philly tiles. Um, Lakers at Philly, I'm going the Sixers because I think Embiid will have seen the AD MVP talk and gone, motherfucker, like what have I got to do? What do I have to do? I'm so good. Am I going to have to kick his ass? I'm going to have to kick his ass. And he's going to go out and kick AD's ass. You know that Harden's going to get up against his old mate LeBron. I think the Sixers can just eke that out. Because, look, both these teams have like surprisingly good defenses. You just don't quite realize it. The only problem is Philly, when Harden plays, just stink on D. But I think the Sixers at home, it's going to be a fun fucking game. That's going to be awesome. I'll take the Sixers head-to-head. Uh, Detroit at Memphis, you got to go the Grizzlies, but... Just keep an eye on the Detroit line if you're going to bet that on Saturday. <laughs> Detroit, they're a covering machine. Phoenix at New Orleans, another absolute belter. I'm going to go the Pelicans at home because they are a wagon. The Suns will be fucking hurting after that game, but I think the Pals can get them. Uh, who on Phoenix is going to try to stop Zion is a question for me. You know, there's not a giant amount of size outside of Aiton there. So give me the pals. That's a top of the West clash. Uh, Utah, Minnesota. It's the Go Bear Bowl again. Uh, Utah, Mini. Ugh. I might have to go Minnesota. I think they take the uh, 
take the biscuits in this one uh, on the road in Utah. But it's go bear against these old muckers. They don't have Carl Anthony Towns to worry about Minnesota, so they can beat Utah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, they go to Dallas. We saw this the other day. Milwaukee handled them pretty handily. I'm going to go the Bucks again in Dallas. Just the way Dallas is set up at the moment without Reggie Bullock being able to hit a fucking shot. Tim Hardaway, the lesser, doing good stuff. I just kind of like the Bucks a little bit too much in that matchup, right? Like, it's just, it's hard to go past them. Like, these two teams played, like, what? They beat the Mavs at home by nine. I'm just going to have to go with the Bucks again. Between Giroux, Middleton, Giannis. Look, there might be some teething problems getting Middleton, like, back into the lineup, but should be too much for Dallas. San Antonio. This is Sunday's game. Now, how good is that slate, though? Seriously, you've got that awesome, just saying, Orlando-Toronto game, Atlanta-Brooklyn, Cleveland-Sacramento, Philly-Lakers, Memphis-Detroit, that's kind of fun, but Phoenix-Pelicans, Minnesota-Utah, Milwaukee-Dallas. Jesus, you won't be able to get me off the couch on Saturday. As opposed to usual, Jimmy? Yeah, shush. Uh, <laughs> old mate's just shaking her head somewhere. And what do we got? Sunday, San Antonio at Miami. That's a 2013 and 2014 NBA Finals rematch. San Antonio at Miami. I think the Heat can take that. Yep, they better, or else they're real fucked. Um, but it would be hilarious if San Antonio went in there and punked them. Oh, I kind of want to go San Antonio. Actually, I'm going to go San Antonio. Yes. Give me the chaos. Blow it out your ass, Miami. Uh, Brooklyn go to Indy. I kind of like the Nets, uh, but they are on a back-to-back. So are Indy, but Indy are at home. Uh, give me the Nets. I think KD can run rough shot over them. But those two teams sort of play weird games. Clippers, Washington. I'm going to go the Clippers. They can... Sh- look, they'll have uh, hopefully Kawhi and Paul George in that one. They should be fine. Okay, see, so Cleveland, give me the Thunder. Cavs on a back-to-back having just played Sacramento. Yes, they're at home. Okay, see, though, just tough. So keeping on that OKC line, and I think I'll take them head-to-head. Dallas-Chicago, Dallas on a back-to-back, having just played Milwaukee. Mavs-Bulls, though, a great uniform matchup. This is the Chris Anstey Bowl. I'm going to have to go, I think, with the home team. With Dallas on a back-to-back, I mean, we saw them turn around and actually beat Denver on a back-to-back. With Chicago, rested. Dallas on a back-to-back. Vooch should smash them. But then we've got a finals rematch, Boston-Golden State. The way Boston are playing... Look, I took Golden State today uh, in Fox Sports Lab. The way Boston then played today, I feel like an idiot, but I'm going to have to stick with my Warriors pick. you got to make sure... you got to think that Steph, Clay, and Draymond will step up big time and just put the young whippersnappers back in their place, won't they? It's like, nah, remember who we won that fucking series last year? Bang. Denver, Utah. Going to have to go the Nugs at home against Utah. Utah on a back-to-back on the road. Uh, give me the Nuggets. Minnesota, that's going to be a great game, though. Always is. That's the altitude ball. Uh, Portland, Minnesota. Oh, this is great. I love a Portland, Minnesota game. What's that? The Martel Webster Bowl. Yes. Uh, Portland should win that as well. Minnesota, look, they're playing out of their skin. Gobert will be a bit of a problem, but Portland probably have one or two too many weapons between Simons, Lillard, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, Nurk and Co. For Ant-Man, D'Lo, and uh, go better handle. So give me Portland. And then, uh, so that's Sundays. We'll try to do Sunday, a show on Sunday night. If not, same as last week when we did it and ended up doing it on Monday. Uh, Monday's games, New Orleans, Phoenix again. I'm going to go Pelicans back-to-back. 
That's how much I believe in this Pelicans team. Lakers, Detroit. Let's go to the Lakers. Sacramento, Knicks. Sacramento are going to go in there and beat them. Uh, you know that De'Aaron Fox will probably have like 50. I'm going to write that down. Fox for 50. Bang. Uh, Toronto at Orlando. I'm going to get Toronto to get the back-to-back at... Well, not a, well, not a back-to-back, but you know, two games in a row in Orlando. Uh, Toronto will get the second one. Either way, look, they will split those two games. I'm just saying. Orlando might not win the first one, but they'll win the second one or vice versa. <laughs> That's how it works, Jimmy, when you split it. Philly, Charlotte. Philly should win that one. No hassles. Chicago, Atlanta. I think I'll have to give that one to Atlanta with Chicago on a back-to-back. That should be Atlanta finally riding the ship. And then finally, Milwaukee, Houston on Monday. Let's go Bucks because Houston stink. And there you go. That's it. Four more days ahead of absolute ripper hoops. And we'll be back on Sunday. Hopefully, if not, we'll be back on Monday. Um, yeah, I reckon look, the schedule is still a bit fucky, but we should be getting a daily thing going again. Uh, probably after Christmas at this point. Just because I'm still fucking flat out. But, so. Love you guts. Thanks for uh, sticking with us as well with all this fucking chaos. You know, new baby, new job. You fucking on TV shit. I don't know, man. It's all going on. <laughs> but I love it. It's great. Uh, either way, we'll speak to you then. Uh, that'll be fun. Smash us on Twitter, face the IG, all over the socials. You can see me, uh, Codebet Daily, uh, Fox Sports Lab NBA in the paper every day, uh, codebet.com.au, obviously. Great website. You can read all my writing about the hoops there, too. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. That's a... Had some really fun shows the last few weeks. Gaz and I are just hitting a nice little roll at the moment. Uh, so if you're an NFL, why the fuck are you not subscribed to that? What are you doing? Even if you don't like the NFL, it's just me shitting the shit with my buddy Gaz. It's fun times. Come hang. Uh, get around the merch, nbastro.com slash shop. Check us a rating review on your podcast app, all that good stuff. Review it. Come on, help a brother out. I ask for so little. <laughs> I really do. Uh... Yeah, what is it? A review, rate it, all the good stuff. Star it. That's on Spotify, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what else? Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Big thanks to Joshua De La Rentis. Fascinator. Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands. And uh, we'll close out with a throwback cooking with Bainsy because my throat's fucked. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, we'll speak to you probably on Sunday, you dickheads, if not Monday. Talk to you then. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. Cooking with Bainsy is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsy with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Well, look at you over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainsy. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsy. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the Terps. 
It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes. That's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza. And it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every centre in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you gotta do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongier, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it, unless you want to be like all fancy pants and shit. Because uh, then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And. The key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now, just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Well, snip. There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally with the dead pig. Come on, man. you got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right. Now, drain your pineapple into the sink. Or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know. Just throw it around. And then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go, just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned and a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out. You chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue, because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there. Just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza. Because this is just bloody delicious, mate. Alright, how easy was that? Cool. There you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. Alright, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsies.